Hey listeners, this is your host Brian Almeida. I have a special announcement before we get started on this week's solo episode. I'm going to be offering a handful of my guests what I want to call a 15-minute discoverable call. Uh, this is just 15 minutes with me to discuss anything you want, uh, podcasting, something going on in your life, you know, facing vulnerability, whatever it might be. I'm going to include a link for my calendar in the show notes where you can book your 15-minute call, and I look forward to speaking with some of you soon. Thanks and take care. Welcome to The Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. This is episode four of Relatable Thursdays. Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in to uh, episode four of Relatable Thursdays. Uh, This week's episode, I want to talk to you guys about grief. It's something that I've had to deal with over the past few years. I mean, I've had to deal with it before then, but in the last few years, I've lost a couple of people that were very close to me and that had a major impact on my life. And I just wanted to sort of get into, you know, uh, a, you know, sort of how things happen and and the the, maybe not the best ways that I dealt, dealt with them and then give you guys some maybe tips, I guess I could say, um, on how to deal with things like this better, uh, at least in my experience, and, and hopefully, you know, might be able to help you guys out as well. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, in, in January of 2016, um, I remember like it was yesterday, I, I received a call one evening uh, telling me that my grandfather uh, had had uh, gone into a coma, he was in the hospital, um, there wasn't really much information as to what, what, what had happened, um, or what was going to happen. And I, and I just remember getting calling my my oldest brother. I saw him be on the phone and saying to Sarah ourselves like let's let's go out there, let's go see him. Uh, and by go out there, I mean he was in a hospital in Welland, Ontario, which is in the Niagara region of Ontario, um, about an hour and a bit away from where we were living at the time. And but we all just decided like we should get in a car and drive out there and and see him because you never know what's going to happen. Unfortunately, with these things, with with passings, with death, you just don't know when it's going to happen. And so we all got in the car. We drove out there. um, And, you know, again, we we didn't really have much more information by getting out there, but we wanted to be there to support um, his wife, to support my mom and, and whoever whoever was at the hospital. And then I remember over the next few days just going out there. Um, a couple more times and, and spending time at the hospital and, and unfortunately because he was in a coma I never really got to, to talk to him uh, I mean I'm sure you know we did talk to him but I don't know if he could hear I don't know if he understood I it's hard to say um, but I do I just remember you know trying to keep busy um, in a sense ignoring the situation because I didn't know how to process it this was somebody who was extremely close to me somebody that I looked up to for most of my life he was an entrepreneur and a businessman and and really the things that he did in life were things that I, I wanted to do in life. And so for me, it was hard to process the fact that, you know, just maybe a couple weeks before that I had been at his house visiting him and now all of a sudden he was in this position and, and I really didn't know what happened or how it happened or, you know, so I, I, I as much as I was trying to be there to support people, I was also in, in, in a lot of ways just trying to, you know, deflect the feelings that I was having um, by either focusing on other people or focusing on other things. 
And I learned later on um, that that wasn't the best way to do it. And and I also sort of continued that pattern for about a year after his passing, um, just trying to, again, suppress feelings and, and emotions for, for the situation. And then a couple of years ago, in September of 2018, I lost my grandmother uh, on my dad's side, which she's my dad's Portuguese, so we call her Vavô. And that was another one that sort of hit me really hard because my Vavô was somebody that I grew up around my entire life. We would travel to Toronto almost every weekend to visit her um, and, and just eat at her house, uh, you know, have some of that great home cooking. Um, you know, and then when I lived, when I went to college, I was living with her for about four years while I was in college and just built an even stronger relationship. Now being Portuguese, she understood English very well, um, but she couldn't speak it as much and I didn't speak any Portuguese. So it was, it was, there was always that communication barrier, but there was never a time where it, it really hindered our relationship. Like we, we found ways to communicate. I learned a couple of words while I was living with her and you know, we just, we, we knew how to communicate in one sh shape or form. Um, and, and for me with her, it was just, again, it was this thing of, you know, she was somebody that I looked up to in a different way in the sense that, you know, she cared more about family than anything else. The, the, the times where she looked the happiest was when she was sitting in her family room with her, her entire family around, feeding our bellies, making sure we were full. That was for her the highlight of her life. And so I learned from her, you know, the importance of family. And, and so and with her passing, it was a little bit different in, in the sense that uh, she was diagnosed and then the doctors told us six to nine months, which actually she ended up uh, surviving for another year. And then even when she got sick again, um, the doctors would keep saying, you know, tonight might be your last night, tomorrow might be your last day. You know, they kept making these assumptions based on obviously what they could see, but she kept pushing. It was like every time we, we thought it was the last night, she'd be there again the next day and then the next day. And then, and I think she, I, from what I can remember, I think it was probably about two or three weeks longer than what she was expected to live. She kept pushing. And I think part of that strength just came from, like I said before, that she had this love for her family and, and she wanted to make sure that everyone was okay. I could see in her that she was able to accept what was going on, uh, that she had accepted that it was her time. But I think she needed to know that her family was okay before she could let go. And it was this, this incredible amount of strength. And that was something that I definitely learned from her was just that, you know, this, you can get strength from the, the, uh, the craziest times. Like, it, it, and it, even with my podcast, talking about vulnerability and struggle and, and how we can find strength in it, I think she found strength in a time of extreme struggle. I mean, her body was going through some uh, in, in, insane sort of situations in terms of like things that were shutting down and, and everything. Like, it, 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 to me, I couldn't believe how much she kept pushing. Um, but she did. And, and, you know, when she passed, like I said, it was a little bit easier to accept this time around. I didn't have to necessarily suppress anything. And, and I think the, the passing of my grandfather had opened me up a bit. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but, and I don't know how you guys have dealt with, with grief. You know, I, I'm assuming that, you know, maybe like myself, you've dealt with it in a poor way with, in one case and a better way in others. Um, but I, I think that in, in a sense, um, you know, grief is something that we all deal with differently and there, I don't think there's necessarily good or bad ways, but I think there's definitely ways that can, can help us 
deal with it in a, in a sense that might help us rather than hurt us um, or might bring a little more happiness rather than sadness. Uh, so again, I, you know, I don't know how you guys have dealt with it um, poorly or, or however way you want to put it, but I'm hoping that through my experience that I can sort of give you guys some advice to help with the next time that it happens for you guys or if it's happened recently and you're still struggling to get through it. So for me, you know, with my grandfather's passing, like I said, the the first year was pretty much just me thinking, you know, I should have called more often. I should have visited more often trying to become an entrepreneur myself at the time. I thought, you know, I should have spent more time with him. I should have shared more with him and and maybe he could have helped me with being successful at this business and all these thoughts other than, you know, what other than sort of just appreciating the time that we did have. And that was something I learned, you know, I, like I said, about a year later, I sat down with his wife and basically opened up to her and said, you know, that I haven't been dealing with it the best, that I've just been sort of constantly in this loop of, you know, why didn't I do this and why didn't I do that? And she, she then started to explain to me that, you know, that there's nothing really that I could have done. Um, that I did my best and that his health issues were something that had been going on for years. It wasn't something that just hit him that week that he went into the hospital and he was suddenly here and then gone. This is, there, there was issues that he was dealing with um, in his health for, for years and years. And he had just done a really good job at hiding it from the family and letting us see a, a strong man rather than what was actually going on. Aside from sort of letting me know that and, and making it a little bit easier for me to accept what happened, she gave me one great outlook of the whole situation, which was to have gratitude. And, and in the, the gratitude in the sense of being thankful for the times that we did have together, thinking about what I did learn from him um, by being around him. Aside from just the businessman, like what did I learn from him as a family man? What did I learn uh, you know, from him as just the man that he was? And thinking of the situation or thinking of him in a more uh, grateful way would change everything for me. Uh, I remember sitting there with her and just bawling my eyes out because I had realized like how I'd been holding on to all this pain and sadness and making this situation seem like the worst situation and the saddest thing ever when I could have spent time looking at it as, you know, looking at, again, the past and looking at the times that I did have and being grateful for those times. And so again, it was completely eye opening for me and shifted the way that I was thinking from that day forward. And now even when I think about him, I, I think about him in a better light. And, and not that I ever thought about him in a bad light, but I just I think about the situation in a better light, I guess is, is a better way to say it. With my grandmother, um, you know, again, the, the situation was a bit different, but I think that that also helped me with accepting her passing as well, because it allowed me to rather than, you know, get sad about the fact that she was sick and that she was going to pass very soon. It allowed me to just appreciate the time that I had. I, I, I ended up going out to Toronto a little more often when she was closer to passing and spending more time with her. Uh, I'm in the in the last couple of weeks, I, I'm pretty sure I was at her house something like every other day or something around there. Um, just again, spending as much time as I could without missing work and everything like that. And I don't, again, I don't know how important that is, but that could be another subject for another podcast. But at the end of the day, like I just made sure I spent that time, but I could definitely, like I said, see her acceptance in it, which helped me as well, because knowing that she was able to accept what was happening uh, and, and, and be there with her through it, it was a lot different and a lot 
I don't want to say easier, but in a sense, it, it was. In a sense, it was just there was there wasn't this feeling of regret. There wasn't this feeling of pain um, behind that I was trying to you know hold back or hide or anything like that. Like I was just there and present with her and present with the moment. And you know, I was able to say I love you to her and and hear her say I love you back a few more times before her passing. There was a little more of a conversation, which is like I said, what I missed from the first passing with my grandfather so i think you know to, to sort of sum it up i think that you know trying to deal with these things on your own is probably one of the biggest mistakes that i made um you know you're 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 you you can not deal with something this heavy on your own and if you try to i think you're just going to end up where i was and trying to suppress it with other things and whether it be your job or projects or you know for me it was drugs or alcohol and stuff like that you know, it's that that's where you're going to turn out if you're trying to deal with it on your own. In, in my opinion, it's it's better to talk to other people, whether it's people that were close to them, whether it's friends, whether it's family members, your spouse, whoever it might be. It's better to to talk to people because they've dealt with something like this before, more than likely. And they might also be able to give you that different perspective like I got by having that conversation. The other thing I would say is to try and find the positivity, try and find the light in the situation. I know, again, this is not an easy situation to find positivity or light in, but there is, there, there is some somewhere if you really look for it. You know, like I said, with my grandfather, it was finding, you know, the gratitude, being grateful for the moments that we had. For my grandmother, it was learning the strength that she had for her and, and the love that she had for her family. And and both people taught me a lot about the importance of family and, and it's really come you know, sort of full circle in my life as of recently. But again, there, there was positivity in, 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 in what happened. And, and I did end up finding something and learning something from both situations. And the last thing, like I, I've said over and over again, is, is using gratitude. You know, the use of gratitude for me has shifted my life in hundreds of ways, uh, whether it's the daily practice that I do or whether it's, you know, again, having gratitude for the time that I had with these people and looking at the, the whole situation as a whole with gratitude, it, it changes and, and shifts the way you think. And it allows you to stop suppressing the negative emotions that you might have or, you know, being stuck in them at least. So, you know, again, I, I hope that this sort of helps you guys deal with your own situations that you might be going through or passings that you've had happen in the, in the you know, last few years of your life. If, if you ever need any help, I mean, you know, there's a link in the comments or a link in the show notes, I should say comments, but there's a link in the show notes um, that you could book a, a, what I call a discoverable call with me. You could, you know, book one of those 15 minute calls. We can have a conversation. You can reach out to me on social, you know, feel free. Uh, you know, I, I wrote an article about my grandfather on LinkedIn, which I'll also put in the show notes that maybe will provide a little more insight into the situation. And, and again, what I learned um, after, you know, that year of sort of dealing with it in the wrong way. And yeah, again, you know, like I, I'm, I'm here for my listeners, you know, if, if there's anything I can do for you guys, you know, please let me know. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, 
I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.